jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered for Dungey! Soaring through the air! High-flying Slovakian! Screen pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse! And for Syracuse, party time. The upset, pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration, step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. And don't forget, you can text us, 315-288-0644. One guest lined up for you today. We're going to talk some fantasy football with the NFL regular season kicking off tonight. Our good friend Steve Andrus from 4for4.com will join us at the top of our number two. Other than that, again, phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. And speaking of fantasy football, uh, Seth, we had our draft uh, here last night. night. the draft was held at 5.30, which presented a problem for me because I was getting ready for my 6 o'clock sportscast at Channel 9. I would imagine it presented a problem for you as well. Were you not kind of in the office getting some work done uh, while Brent Axe was on the air? Yes and no? Plead the fifth. Priorities? I, uh, I may have made my last couple of picks while Matt was talking during my Yankee show. There you go. That's right. You were on the air. <laughs> I was on the air. You were on the air. So I was not happy See, with that. I take funny. that. It was funny that at one point uh, last week I had said something like, "Why are we doing it at five? Five thirty? Can't we do it at like seven so that like I could actually be there? Like I'll I'll drive over to Shaughnessy's if I miss my first pick, whatever, and and I'll meet you guys or, or you know because because we everybody in the office went right. over to Shaughnessy's and and you know hung out and did the draft as as I know Shaughnessy's hosts draft uh, drafts uh, throughout this preseason, and and I was like, I'll go meet you guys. Like I'll, I'll come. And they were like, well, we want to all be able to leave from work. And I was like, well. I got the same response. Um, but Because but my, I asked about it as well. But the reason I back. bring that yeah. up is because it's at one point they suggested, oh, let's move it up to five. Seth will just like skip out and who needs him there for Brent's show. And like, well, we'll just do it at five o'clock. And then uh, somebody said, well, Steve is on the air at 524 and asked us, you know, specifically don't have his pick fall between like 524 and 527. And I said, well, in that case, let's make it so that the pick does fall <laughs> between those in those three minutes. So I did ask if we could start later, and I was told the same thing. Everybody wanted to go over after work. So I take that as people, we're not are, people are afraid of us. No, I you take so. it as we're not important. I take it as people are afraid of us. They, they, wanted, they wanted to hurt our team. Also, we were in a 14-team league. Like, it's impossible to think you had a really good team coming out of a 14. That's, That's true. a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Uh, slim Pickens. One of my running backs is a backup. One of your starters? Yes. That's not a good sign. <laughs> no. Well, it's Tariq Cohen. He gets points, but still. 
All right. So in any event, the NFL uh, regular season kicks off tonight. Falcons and Eagles and our good friend Steve Andrews from 444.com uh, will join us at the top of hour number two to help us uh, get our lineup set uh, for week one of the NFL fantasy football season. I, I want to spend a, a good portion of hour number one uh, talking SU football. And I want to get back to something you talked about yesterday in regards to the Wagner game. Um you said on the show yesterday that the that this game doesn't matter at all. You firmly yeah. believe that? Like, there's no point in playing this game? Yes. At this point in the season, yes. Week one, sure. Get it. Week two, nope. Even though you're getting ready for Florida State? No, and it spe- is kind of especially a, because you're getting ready for Florida State. Is it not a good... I mean, listen. No, ideally, I'd rather play UConn. Ideally, you want the game first. I get that. Okay, but it wasn't. Um, but, it, but to but, say that there is no benefit to playing it, this game... But now that it's not, I'd rather play a team that is better before I go play that Florida State game. Because I'd, I'd rather like at least have some kind of idea of what I'm doing. And, and I brought this point up yesterday, Steve, but there were issues defensively in that game on Friday night. right? Like There, there were problems. There were blown coverages. There were guys who were just running past you. The same thing could happen on Saturday. You can blow the same coverage. You can have guys who run past you and get open space... And it doesn't matter, right? It, it just doesn't matter because the quarterback isn't good enough to hit them. The you know the the pass isn't there. The the receiver drops the pass, whatever it might be. And we've seen that. How many times have we seen that against an FCS team? I mean, we saw it in the in the game last year. We saw it uh, in the opener the the, the year before that. Uh, we've seen um, this team and this system struggle against an FCS team, but it doesn't show up because that FCS team is so bad and and lacks talent that it it just doesn't do anything for you. So, like, for me, when you have such a test week three, I would rather play two real teams, you know, week one, week two, so that I at least have an idea of if I fix something going into week three. Like, if you came out and played UConn, not that they're great, but you might at least have an idea of if you tightened up your coverages. You might have an idea of... Uh, you know, can my defensive line actually get pressure on anybody? Your defensive line should get pressure. Your offensive line should push people around. You should get rushing yards in this game. Uh, you you shouldn't have problems with blown coverages on the back end of your defense because it's it's Wagner and and they're just not good enough. What's the most important game in the month of September for Syracuse? Um, well, I I think Western Michigan. Well, now, uh, Florida State. I, and I think you could say it was Florida State anyway, because it's the it's the ACC opener. Right. Um, you're you're not going to be Clemson at Clemson. It's it's the most it's the most realistic upset possibility on the schedule. Right. Quote unquote upset, especially how Florida State looked against Virginia Tech. I mean, this is a this is a huge game, week three, for a lot of reasons for Syracuse football. So wouldn't you and, rather have a better on. test and have a better idea hang of where on. you are? Just can I can I finish? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to that. Um, the opener, I think, was. A decent test. I think we would all agree that 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 was a. It's a decent MAC team. It was a road game. We said going in, we thought it was going to go right down to the wire. It was going to be a one possession game. Syracuse won. You know, there was obviously the issue with the third quarter, but Syracuse won comfortably. One by two touchdowns. It felt like three touchdowns. Western Michigan scored late. They say that teams make the most improvement between week one and week two. Can we look at this as week two being? Like this being a bye week and then week two being Florida State. And so do I love the fact that the FCS school is second? You, you know, you'd prefer it to be the opener. I get that. But now that you got by the opener, I look at this as you almost have two weeks to get ready for Florida State. And that, you know, I, I hear what you're saying that, that it, this isn't going to be a true test, but in a way, is that good? Like, do you want to play a real 
game or like against UConn, guys get banged up. Maybe you don't go into the Florida State game 100%. This is an opportunity to get your work in, almost treat it like a preseason game in the NFL where the starters go out, they get their work in, they work on a few things, you know, they... Uh, you know they they it's like build week a big two lead of the preseason, right? right. They build a big lead. Halftime. Right, exactly. You build a big lead in the first half. You get the younger guys in. You know, I, I heard you talking yesterday about um, you know that we're going to see a third quarterback. I, I think you're right. Like I think we'll see at least three quarterbacks in this game. You know, Devito will get his work in. Dungey will get his work in, and then someone else. You know, and, and you'll get the younger guys some experience. So I look at this game as. A preseason game to some degree that, you know, now you know some of the things you need to work on coming out of that opener, and you have two weeks to work on them to get ready for Florida State. So I, I don't expect that we'll learn all that much, you know, the, the media and the fans from this Wagner game. Can the team get something out of this? I think the team can get something out of this and, again, treat it almost like a preseason game, get some work in against another opponent, and gear up for what is. Real, a, a huge game against Florida State. I mean, you have a chance to start 4-0 right. if you can beat Florida State. And well, then you're talking about maybe receiving votes in the poll. You, sh- you should be 4-0 if you beat Florida State. Right. Let's, say, let's, let's go past you have a chance of going 4-0 if you beat Florida State. You should be. Well, is this program in a position to say they can't lose to anybody? No. I mean, well, but, you know, could they lose to UConn? Sure. Theoretically, it's possible. Feet. Sure. But you're talking about if you win that game, fine. We'll take that next step. You're 4-0 if you win that game. You're probably receiving votes in the poll. You go down to Clemson, you know, four and zero, and then and then you might lose by okay, forty five. You'll, you'll come but, back down to earth. <laughs> right. But the point is, like, isn't that the next step? We keep talking about the next step of this program is you know six and six in a bowl game. The other next step is to start getting back into the you know the national stage, right? The, of course, they haven't been ranked since two thousand one. To start receiving votes, that would feel like a baby step in the right direction. So this Florida State game is huge. And that's why I think you can get something out of this game on Saturday if you're Syracuse. You treat it like an NFL preseason game. You get your work in. You you go into that Florida State game as healthy as possible. I think they got out of the Western Michigan game relatively healthy. Oh, I think so. Um, and then, you again, you, it gives you a chance to, to have an extra week to, to heal up those bumps and bruises and whatever bumps and bruises you accumulated, accumulated during that game, and, and you go into Florida State as healthy as possible. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess in that regard, yeah, you want to go in healthy. I, I just I look at this game and I say, your offensive line should look good. Your running backs should look good. Those were two questions, right, coming out of that game is, is you know, how, how is the running game going to get going? And, and they should look fine. The linebackers should look like they are flying to the ball because they're faster than everybody on the field. And the secondary shouldn't be allowing big plays in this game. So I, I guess that's my problem is that I don't think we'll really learn – much about the team because the competition is so low. Like they maybe they fix their issues, right? May, maybe they come out this week and they are just better, right? The coverage is tighter. The 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 defensive ends are are just doing a better job of getting pressure on guys. But I think there's also the very real possibility that it looks better because of who you're playing. And and I think there's and, there's and no the doubt about that, that. But that's the problem that I have with the game is that we're going to come out of this, and you know, on Monday or Tuesday when we're talking about it, we're going to be like, "Hey, they, you know, they they looked all right, and Alton Robinson had a sack or two, and McKinley Williams got pressure on the guys, and and Chris Slayton did that, and you know, Dante Strickland ran for eighty five or a hundred yards, and and whatever it may be, and on and on and on down the list." And then you're like, oh right, it's Wagner, and you know, so that you know that that's that's my that's my internal back and forth of like, 
when we watch this game and when we are sitting there in the Dome on Saturday, how much is, wow, they're actually better versus how much... Eh, they're playing Wagner. There is no debating that. My guess is Wagner does not have a wide receiver who can run a, a 4 3 40. Okay? No, I, w- I wouldn't think so. Right? So the, the coverage is going to be tighter. And, you know, the, their offensive linemen are not as big and, and, and as strong as the Western Michigan guys. And so, yeah, they should get pushed around up front on both sides of the ball. This game, though, isn't about the media and the fans and what we can learn about this team. In my opinion, this game is about, all right, you got one out of the way. You can work on some things, tweak some things. It's almost like a scrimmage to some degree. You know, you get the younger guys in. You build some confidence. How about starting with a 55-42 win on the road against Western Michigan, coming home winning like 66-7, to and then you're going into Florida State. You know that this is not the Florida State team from past years. They got thumped in their opener against Virginia Tech. They're playing Samford this week. You know, they'll win by a lot, but you're going to look at that game and say, you know, Florida State is beatable. Florida State is coming to the Dome, and regardless of whatever Florida State does this week, you already think you can beat them. Right. So I look at this from a Syracuse perspective and say it's a chance to work on some things, get younger guys in, build that confidence, and go into Florida State healthy, mentally and physically. Physically healthy, healthy, but also mentally healthy that, you know, we just, we're 2-0, and we just crushed somebody, you know, we won a, a decent road game to open the season, we can beat Florida State. Well, that's what I was going to say. You're looking at this more as a confidence builder than anything else, right? Essentially, you're you're looking at this as, hey, let's go out and thump them. Let, let's have Eric Dungy play a quarter and a half and lead six or seven touchdown drives in that time. And just like leave with a you know a, a forty-two to nothing lead or a forty-two to seven lead, and let's just thump them right. Let's just thump them. Let's build that confidence. Let's feel good about where we are. And I, I guess that yeah, sure, that that's on the table, and that's something that you should expect with this game. And and I just have tended to look at it the other way. I, I tend to look at it as like a okay, you can do that and still not be perfect, right? You could do that and still not be any better than you were last week. If they come out and do what they did last week to Western Michigan, they win this game by 100. Yeah, sure. Right? Like, it's it's not even close. Like, they, they, they hang 100. They legitimately might hang double the points that they did last week. If they if wanted they, to. If they played the right. game that they played last Friday night in the Dome on Saturday. And tried to score could, till the they end. They could probably score 100 points. I guess like, my... It, it's just... I. That's that's my problem with looking at this game. Like, yeah, it's a bye week. Yeah, it's it's you know a glorified scrimmage. Yeah, it's it, it should be a game that you stay healthy. You don't take a stupid penalty in the second half and get ejected and suspended for the first half of the next game. You don't do anything like that, and you hope that when all is said and done, you come out of this game healthy and feeling good about yourself going into a what is now a winnable game against Florida State, or you think is a winnable game against Florida State the following week. I took what you said as, if you're not going to have the FCS opponent as the opener, there's no point to playing this game. And I guess I look at it as, all right, you got by the opener, you won it. I think from a team perspective, there is a a point to playing this game, and it's you can work on some things. It gives you, you know, teams make their biggest improvement from week one to week two. It gives you an extra week to make that improvement, I guess is what I'm saying. And you can gear up for Florida State. You can work on some things. Um, so while, while still, not ideal, and you kind of want to build up with you know the 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 competition you know ramps up, and instead of going from Western Michigan, now you dip down to Wagner, and then you go up, uh, you know, to play Florida State. I, I get that that's not ideal. I just I think there is some benefit to playing this game from a Syracuse perspective. You know, maybe not for the fans and the media, but for the players, I think they can get something out of it. Everybody's gonna play one of these games, so I can't say don't do it. Right, I can't say don't play this game because everybody does. Florida State is is doing it. 
Clemson did last week. The SEC teams all take a week off in November and, and play a cupcake game. So I'm not saying don't do it, but I, I do think that the benefit is uh, greatly lessened when it's not the first week of the season. You know, I, I, I said this earlier in the segment. I'll say it again. I, I you know, if, if I'm building the schedule, I might flip-flop this game and the UConn game. If, if it's possible, because you look at the UConn game and you're like, all right, that's a game that like you should win. It's at, it's on your home turf. UConn's not that good. They're a group of five team. Like there, There's got to be a team like UConn that you can use to fill in this same spot. Uh, a game that, you know, is not like UConn's not as good as Western Michigan is. Right. And and look at what you did to Western Michigan and you had your way with them for the first half and and looked pretty good. You know, if you can do that with the with a UConn or, or a team like that, I, I think that. Given the talent discrepancy, even from a UConn to a Wagner, that might be more beneficial going into a bigger game. 315-437-7644. That's the, the topic from yesterday I wanted to get to. When we come back, something I want to bring up for today. I have a question for you, Seth, when we return. Keep it here. Orange Station just getting started on ESPN Radio. Steven Seth back with you on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson Road and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. We're going to talk some fantasy football at the top of hour number two with our good friend Steve Andrus from 4for4.com. The NFL regular season kicking off tonight, Eagles and Falcons. But we continue the SU football talk with a, a question that, that I came up with earlier today, Seth, that I, that I wanted to get your thoughts on. So we saw okay. the Western Michigan game. There was, as we discussed on Tuesday, there was the good, there was the bad, and there was the confusing. My question to you is, after watching that game, are you more confident in the Orange? Are you less confident in the Orange? Or are you about the same? And before you answer that, I realize that the... The safe way out of this question is to say, well, I'm more confident about the offense, I'm less confident right. about the defense, and you know, you know, special teams are solid. I do not want you to do that because it's all, I mean, I'm talking about the team here right. and, and what they're trying to accomplish. And you predicted five wins, I predicted six wins. So, whatever your prediction is, so we, we both think they're going to be about 500 this year and have a shot at a bowl game. After watching that performance against Western Michigan, you more encouraged, less encouraged, about the same. I'm probably about the same. Um, if now, if they had done what they did in the first half and continued doing that, right, and won by thirty points, I would say I'm more confident. But the second half happened, and the third quarter happened specifically, and things kind of fell apart in that game. So I, I think that I would say I'm I'm about the same as where I was heading into that game. I said on the uh, on Friday show I thought it was going to be like a 10-11 point win. It ended up being thirteen. So. You know, I was I was kind of in the ballpark. It was about what I expected, not the way I expected it to go. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm about the same. We knew there were defensive questions. We knew that the running game wasn't going to do anything. The running game didn't really do much outside of Eric Dungey, and the you know the defense had their problems. I think I'm more confident. And this isn't you know looking at that game through you know orange colored glasses. I thought the offense in particular was impressive, obviously. And what Eric Dungy did was very impressive. He scored on his first nine drives that he was right. out there. Now, is he going to be able to run for 200 yards against ACC competition? No. But he's got a firm handle on this offense. And he is, I think we could say, he's one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. You fine saying that? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I got no problem saying that. When you look at this schedule, Seth... And I realize the defense has issues. We'll get to that in a second. But from an offensive perspective, who on this schedule is capable of 
scoring with Syracuse, you know, matching Syracuse touchdown for touchdown if they're going for 35-plus, 40-plus in a game. And again, I realize when they're going up against ACC competition, the defenses are different. I'm not predicting they're going to average 40 points in a game. But when they get the offense going like that, who on this schedule can match them? I think Clemson. Before, before Monday night, I would have said Florida State. Right. I'm not sure about Florida State. <laughs> so that's a major question mark. Clemson, Clemson certainly can. And I think the only other team on the schedule that you feel like, you know, from a talent perspective is going to is going to be able to match them when they get it going like that, I think would be Notre Dame. I was right? going to say Notre Dame. Um, maybe NC State. Yeah, I was going to say NC State too. And maybe. I think that's it. Maybe. That's it. That's it's not a, Louisville this year. It's certainly not BC. Nope, it's not nope. Pitt. It's not North Carolina. Nope. Not Wake. Now, again, not suggesting those teams can't beat Syracuse. I'm saying when Syracuse plays its A game offensively and gets it rolling, I'm not sure how many teams can keep up with them. I relate it to, you know, playing Madden, uh, you know, on you know, Xbox right. with with my son. Like we You never make a stop. We never make just, a stop. We, it's just, it, that's wins. that's pretty much what it is. It's just touchdown for touchdown. We we both are, are defensively challenged. And I think that's just I kind of the way is. Yeah, it's just kind of the way the game is made, right? You play those video games, you you score on pretty much every drive. And when Syracuse gets the offense going like that. I'm not sure how many teams on their schedule can keep up with them. I think there's, you know, three or four. Well, and I'm, again, not suggesting that. that they're going to, you know, run the table in the other games. It's just that I think I'm more encouraged because as as good as the offense was, if they can play some semblance of of that offense and be that efficient, they're going to they're going to win more than they lose this year. Let's put it that way. So you you now think they're going to go over 500? Again, not predicting that. I'm saying that I feel more confident in my prediction of 6-6 six and six in a bowl game because I saw what the A-game offense looks like. Right. And I think the A-game offense is good enough to, to beat at least six teams on the schedule. Is that, I think, can I yes. say it like that? Yes, but I, I don't... Regardless of what the defense does. That's that's my point, is right. that the defense was so bad in the second half, no, and they're going to have games like that. But if the offense plays like that six times this year... I think they're. I think they're winning. I think they're getting to a bowl game. I get what you're saying, but I do. You, don't you also think that the defenses of some of these teams are better? Like yes, I, like and I, think and I understand Pitt's, that. Like I think Pitt's defense is significantly better than Western Michigan. But that's why I said I'm not expecting them to put up 55 against NC State. But could they put up 31, 35? Can those teams, you know, match? them when they get the offense going? No, I don't think they can. I mean, we saw last year the magic number was 27. Right. If Syracuse plays its A-game offense against, you know, nine of these opponents, they're probably getting to 27, to 30. Well, they should. Against, right. you know, eight or nine of these opponents. And, again, I think they're winning a majority of those games. Not, I'm not ready to predict seven or eight wins. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying I feel more confident with my prediction of 6-6 six and six in a bowl game after watching them on Friday. I mean that's fair, and I understand why you would. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit tight. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see some more. I, I'm and and this is a cop out because like what do you get out of Wagner? But I like I feel like I want to see that Florida State game. Like if they come out and they can do the same thing to Florida State that they did West, to Western Michigan, and they can come out and they can score on their first I'm not gonna say nine first three drives, then like you're really gonna have me believing. Right, like you're you're gonna have me all in at that point. You're gonna have me saying, "All right, this team can go and they can score on anybody." Because I I think that Florida State defense is still pretty good, and you know I I it's think still for, Florida State, right? And and for all the problems that they had on Monday night, I'm I'm willing to give 
them the benefit of the doubt more so than than most teams in the country because I've seen Willie Taggart do this, right? Willie Taggart has gotten off to dreadful starts. He was almost fired at Western Kentucky. He was almost fired at South Florida. He didn't stay at Oregon long enough to get almost fired. So, like, it's, he, he's gotten off to just dreadful starts. So I'm not shocked that they had a bad game on, on that Monday night. Um, you know, but let's see that week three. If if they come out and they go and they just kind of punch them in the mouth right out of the gate, then I'll believe that they can do that to any team in the country. And I'll believe that they can do that to, to just about any team in the ACC. Um, you weren't surprised Florida State didn't score a touchdown. Uh, I was okay. I wasn't surprised they laid an egg. I was surprised. I was surprised they were that bad, but I, I wasn't surprised that they were bad. I, I, I was like, all right, this is going to take some time. I mean, they totally changed what they were trying to do. And I understand that. And I know Virginia Tech well, traditionally has a good defense, right. but for Florida State and those athletes and the talent that is on I that roster to not score a touchdown, touchdown at right. home in the season opener, yes, that surprised me. Cam Akers seems like a guy who will score a touchdown by accident. Just right? do like, it on his own? Yeah. Like he, make a guy miss right. and take it to like, the house, as they say? Like, oh, he was only supposed to gain four. He ended up getting 35 and scored. Yeah, I was surprised. And, and and that third quarter in particular, I didn't see the whole game, but I did watch the third quarter start to finish. And for them to have nine of ten plays, either gain zero yards or negative yards, right. like that is a very telling stat. Yeah. I, think, I think the most telling stat from the game, and I, I said this on Tuesday when we were back, uh, the most telling stat from the Florida State game was 10 plays in the red zone at negative 11 yards. That's not good. No, no. I mean, they they got into the red zone and just did nothing. Cam Akers, Cam Akers had an 85-yard run, and it didn't matter because he got them down to the five, and they couldn't do anything. All right, I want to hear from our listeners. 315-437-7644. After watching Friday's opener against Western Michigan, are you more encouraged, more confident in this year's team? Are you less encouraged, less confident because of the defensive effort? Or are you about the same? Are your expectations about the same uh, where they were going into the season? 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth with you up until 2 o'clock. We're brought to you in part by Onondaga Community College's Workforce Development Program. Learn the skills local employers need in just two to eight months. More info at suniocc.edu backslash workforce. 315-437-7644. Are you more confident in the orange, less confident in the orange? About the same coming out of that opener against Western Michigan. To the phone lines we go. Mike and Cicero kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Good. So I um, I kind of am about the same as I was, you know, before the season, but I would probably lean a little bit towards more confident just because a lot of the things that I saw were, were things that I don't want to say you would typically see in a first game, but, you know, you go to the receivers, there were a lot of drops. I would hope that things like that would improve as the season goes on and maybe it was just the first game. Um kind of jitters and, and just working out some rust. Uh, the secondary, you had, you know, some young players who were, who were playing, who were freshmen, who uh, hadn't played in a college game before. I would hope that things like that improved. There were some concerns that I saw. Um, obviously, why did everything fall apart in the third quarter? Uh, why was, you know, it seemed like from, I didn't watch all of the game because I was, I was out, I couldn't see all of it, but people were saying Cordy didn't have the best game. Um, but can you attribute that to him coming back from injury? 
you know, and not really playing much over the last two years, and, and could there be some rust there? But I think it's a sign to be encouraged because, you know, first off, you put up 55 points, and it wasn't against a Wagner or a team that, you know, is, is a huge drop-off in skill. I mean, obviously, Western Michigan may not have the talent as other Power Five or, or Power Five teams or big conferences, but you go on the road. They went to a bowl game last year. They've certainly got some good athletes, and you put up 55 points and you won, and you won against the spread, too, because I think we were only like a six- or seven-point favorite. Yep. So I think there's more signs to be encouraged than not. I mean, Dungey, he didn't throw the ball very well uh, on Friday, but, again, he ran for 200 yards, and I'm sure, you know, as the season goes on, I'm sure those numbers are going to, uh, the passing numbers are going to get better. And the running game was better. I mean, it's, it's there's a lot of things that you could look at that, I would say, especially if you go against a team like Florida State, who may have, you know, who knows what to take from their first game. You know, nobody had us beating Clemson last year by any means, but we went out and did it. It could take, you know, just one game. And I'm not saying we'll win eight, you know, eight games this year, but it could certainly be a bowl-type season if we kept playing that way and, and tried to limit the mistakes that we're making game one. Yeah, good call, Mike. A lot of good stuff there. Appreciate you checking in. Uh, yeah, they put up 55 points on Friday against a, a pretty good MAC team, uh, Seth. And, yep. and Eric Dungy sat out five possessions in the middle of that game when they had it rolling. So you wonder if they kept their pedal, you know, their foot to oh, the they could have scored foot to the gas pedal. Um, you know what that final score could have been. So it, it could have been a lot more impressive than it turned out to be. So the offense was great. I agree with Mike. The the wide receivers are an issue. Um, are a concern, I guess. You know, Jamal Custis was fantastic. Outside of him, you know, nobody else really did anything. Ravion Pierce had the fumble. There Devin wasn't Butler another had a couple receiver of drops. who caught a pass. I think Devin Butler maybe pressed a little bit. He seemed frustrated. He dropped those two passes in the second quarter that he probably should have had. Do you remember when DeVito came in and he threw that long bomb along the sideline? And line? Butler seemed and to it, give up it on it? It seemed like he just yes. kind of gave up on the play. I think he was frustrated. Um Dino Babers, incidentally, was on Bridge Street uh, today over uh, uh, at News Channel 9, uh, and he he specifically called out Devin Butler in one of his answers, and he, he said, you know, um, Butler did a great job blocking, and I, and I thought I thought he was right. It, he was talking about Dungy and how many yards he had, you know, rushing, and he said, we had a lot of great blocks on the perimeter, especially from our receivers, and, and Devin Butler in particular was very good, uh, you know, blocking. So... I think we look at the fact that he had the two drops. He gave up on that one ball. At least it seemed like he gave up on that one ball from DeVito. I think he was frustrated from that perspective. But he kept his head in the game enough to continue to do his job right. uh, and, he and help in other ways. He didn't catch any passes, but he helped in other ways, as you said. He blocked well. He you know, he did a couple other things. But he, he, he's he got to step up catching the ball. And, and Sean Riley does, too. Sean Riley had a drop or two. Um, I, I, that that was a big problem to me, uh, the, the drops in that game from the wide receivers. You can't have a game where more running backs catch passes than wide receivers. Uh, you you just can't do that. I, I think that that puts too much of a strain on on everybody else, right? Yes, that cannot continue. I mean, they need other guys to step up. There's no doubt about that. And we, you know, we haven't seen Jamal Custis, you know, do this consistently. It was great to see it. And you know, I brought this up on Tuesday. It was great to see it. Uh, he's got to do that now. Three, four, five games in a row. Well, yes, and and you know, be a go-to guy on this team. We know he has the talent. He's had the talent since he walked in the door at Syracuse, and he, you know, he's been 
sidetracked with injuries and whatnot. I know that. Um, he needs to do it on a consistent basis, and, and it was certainly a big step in the right direction for him. So the defense was an issue. The wide receivers were an issue. But there were a lot of other good things. The running game, the offensive line, Dungy certainly, uh, Jamal Custis stepping up, the special teams, going out and, and beating a, a, a good MAC team handily on the road. I think there was a lot of positives to take from that first game. Uh, let's go to Twitter at Seth Goldberg seventeen at Stephen Fonte NC nine. Uh, I will allow the listeners to figure out whose Twitter handle is is which one on that one. What's the seventeen? Uh, uh, my birthday. Oh, okay, one seven. Uh, this comes from Peter Berg. I feel more confident against FSU at least. I think Cuse is running vanilla sets and FSU O line can't crush a grape. Defense needs to be better with their assignments, especially at linebacker and defensive back. Special teams look better than I expected too. Um, I this this point was brought up yesterday, Steve, that Syracuse is running very boring in vanilla sets and did like nothing extraordinary against Western Michigan, and I don't think they'll do anything uh, even remotely exciting, uh, you know, against Wagner. I, I think that they are saving anything weird and anything different that they have. They're saving it for, for Florida State. I don't think that we will see anything against Wagner that we didn't see against Western Michigan, and I think we will see fewer different types of play calls in this Wagner game because you just want to hide stuff. Like This is this is a game where you should just go out athlete people, right? So don't waste anything. Don't give Florida State film on new stuff. Like, hypothetical, if there were a package out there of DeVito and Dungy on the field at the same time, you wouldn't put that out there this week. No. This would not be a good time to unveil it. You unveil you unveil that in the second quarter or the third quarter, ideally, of the Florida State game after they have adjusted. You remember when we got some pushback when we said that you know the last three, four, and eights have not been the same, and right. that we've seen progress. Take this into account when you know you consider you know that statement we made about that there is progress, even though the record isn't necessarily getting better. These are the scores against Florida State since Syracuse joined the ACC. In, in 2013, it was 59 to three. The following year, when Florida State was number one, it was 38 to 20. Uh, 2015, 45 21. 2016, it was 45 14. That was the last time Florida State came to the dome. 45 14. And last season, 27 24, in a close game on the road, a, a game that again, you know, Eric Dungey got hurt, tried to gut it out. They they end up losing the game in the end. And now, let's fast forward to 2018. Florida State is coming here, and there is a there is a distinct possibility that Syracuse is going to win this game. And for the first time since Syracuse has joined the ACC, there is a feeling, and some of it is Florida State you know, coming back to the pack. Okay? Right. But there, there is also, part of this is Syracuse getting better. And in 2018, there is a feeling that Syracuse could win this game, and we wouldn't be shocked if Syracuse beats Florida State. So think about that for a second. What, you didn't believe that one time when they came in and, and Jameis Winston didn't play very well and it was only an 18-point game? Right. So that, that's my point. You didn't is think that, they could win that game? No, not at all. And and even even last year, and I and and I know it was close. And but we had already seen the LSU game. We had seen Clemson. We had seen Miami. Did we really think that Syracuse was going to go to Tallahassee and win? No. We'll see. well, see, I would say no, but I, I distinctly remember being on the show that Friday and saying Syracuse should win that game. You picked them to win. Yeah. All right. Well. And, and but otherwise, the, but otherwise, no. But otherwise, you're right. Like they, there was no reason for them to go into Tallahassee and win, except that we saw that Florida State was Fine, awful. Right. And f- Florida had State apart. was having a right. horrible year. So okay, maybe you know the fact that it was the week before. 
that's fine that, that we may have said they have but a chance. But at this time last year, right. we didn't think or that. Or even before the season. Even going into the season, even before we saw Florida State you know, lay an egg against Virginia Tech, even before we saw Syracuse play Western Michigan, we said Syracuse has a legitimate chance to win this game week three against Florida State. And now we, I think we all really believe that. So to me, that shows progress. And some of that is you know Florida State regressing and having a new coach and kind of coming back down to earth and not being the Florida State that we're used to. But I think some of it is also Syracuse not being the Syracuse that we're used to. Is that a fair point? Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. I think that Syracuse is better than they were last year. I think that Syracuse is be- I think Syracuse right now is better than they were at the end of last year. And and I know that that's like a well, obviously they're healthy. No, like I I think that they are better now than they were the last time they were healthy last year. And going into last season, we said there were five teams on their schedule Syracuse could not beat. Right. And and we were wrong. Um they won one of them. They yeah. did win one of them, and they were right in there with, with Miami and LSU and Florida State. Going into this year, we, we've said that there is one team that they cannot beat, and that's Clemson. Now, do I expect them to go to Yankee Stadium and beat Notre Dame? I mean, Notre Dame looked pretty good in, in the opener. I don't expect that. I think the one game they simply cannot win this year is Clemson at Clemson. Um, and there are a lot of toss-ups, and Notre Dame right. is better, and Florida State still has better athletes, and, and I get all that. But to me, that shows progress. I think it does. Yeah. 315-437-7644. We do need to take another time out. We'll wrap up hour number one right after this on ESPN Radio.